This is my car. But why? Well, it's very cheap, which is great because I'm very poor. And the tax and petrol costs are very low, which means I only have to pick between heating my house and eating food. Thanks, UK government. And I can't give you a lift if you've got your kids with you. I'm so sorry. I can park wherever I want. Try and stop me. You get nods from other smart car drivers. Did you know this? And if you look at our faces, we mirror the same expression of pain and anxiety. And this is because it doesn't start in the cold. You don't want it to start when it's hot. It floods when it's wet. And it goes across several lanes when it's windy. And there's no cup holder. Anytime someone asks me what car I'd like, I think of the tiny budget that I've got and it's quite restricting. And I'm not really a car person. I'm not really a car person at all. So it really doesn't bother me which car I get, apart from one. A Rolls Royce Phantom. Literally, they release them. Every series are beautiful. They're so nice. They are the epitome of luxury and success. And I'd love to have, to just to be able to touch one. I'd love to be able to just, but let's be honest, I've got less chance of getting that car than any other car in the world. Right? One might argue that that is just a realistic way of looking at something, but in the world of manifestation and mindset, I'm basically pulling myself out of the game before I've even tried. To get a better understanding of this, thankfully, we invited Sedge over for a really good chat. Now, who's Sedge, you ask? I'm Sedge, and I'm from River Consultants. Or, no, wait, stop. I'm the founder of River Consultants. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I'm Sedge, and I am the founder of River Consultants. River Consultants is a personal development company which brings like the psychology and mindset and all of the other aspects, as well as the holistic aspects to personal development and personal growth. Manifesting works for the people that believe that manifesting can work for them. So it's all to do with mindset. Um, you could sit there and say it's about positive thinking. However, it's not just about positive thinking. It's about the energy that you put out there. So if you think positive, but you have a negative energy, so you're thinking, I can do something, but then you're feeling that you can't do something, then the thing that you're going to manifest is the can't do because it's about energy, not just about how you think. Now, if you're listening to this and you're thinking, manifesting, it doesn't exist, it's not real. I asked such that. Any of the naysayers, to any of the people that doubt this, what do you tell them? Um, okay. <laughs> well, there you go. Can't put it more simple than that. So please, if you want to learn how to manifest anything in your life that you need, including a Rolls Royce, this isn't clickbait, please stay tuned. And without further ado, please let me introduce to you the amazing Sedge Pancholi. Take it away. Why? Why is it like this? Instead of hate, it should be love, we invite it. You don't agree, then you're the problem that we're fighting. Open up your mind, stand up, become righteous. Why? Why is it like this? 
Hello and welcome. It is episode five, and we are joined by the fantastic Sed. And <laughs> have we got a treat for you? Because we are talking all about mindset, the importance of it, and how to create a mindset that's going to um, that's going to serve your purpose for the rest of your life. We're going to oh, create yes. dreams. We are. We are. <laughs> so we will start at the beginning. Okay. <laughs> when we uh, we first crossed paths in a role um, working with young people. Yep. And um, we were both mentors and we quickly became friends on the job. Yes, yes. We, I think it was about, what, eight years ago? <sighs> yeah, goodness me. Eight, <laughs> eight years ago. Show, like, showing uh, my age now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, mm. that's when we were... Uh, <laughs> don't want to say the ages, but, um, no. but yeah, eight years ago. And a lot has happened in that time. Oh, yes, yes, it's been a... It's been a journey. It's been turbulent. It's been fun. It's been um, tears, in laughter, yeah, yeah, all of that stuff. And we've shared a lot of it as well, haven't yes. we? Yes. So, yes. So let's start with kind of when your interest in um, manifestation and mindset and all of that began. Because when I first met you, you were always kind of like the positive uh, guru in my pocket. You were always, mm. you know, talking about positive energy and picking mm. me up when I was like kind of moaning, you'd come and see me in my classroom. Mm. So that was always there, but eight years on, it's far, you know, yes, far more it's developed grown, kind of it's thing. It's grown yeah. rapidly. Um, so my journey started in 2008. I went through my own like roller coaster. Um, and then it was just, you know, when you start reading one thing and then that one thing opens a door to another thing and then it was like <laughs> well, new things. Yeah, it was literally like my mind was blown and I just became this sponge that just wanted to learn everything. Okay. Um, so then my journey started and then I became quite spiritual and found this like holistic way of living and stuff. And yeah. then I just started implementing things into my own life, which then I found were giving me the results that I wanted. And I just felt like I wanted to share that with other people. And I think I found my calling. It was one of those things where it's like that light bulb aha moment. Uh -huh. And it was like, I just want to share this with other people because if I can make the changes in my life and I can see the results, then other people can make those changes. And then I started, well, launched the business and yeah. then I started kind of growing the business and then just helping people and serving people. And I feel, I feel like that was my calling just mm -hmm. to share what I already know to help other people. So, and that, that's one of the biggest things, isn't it? You're not just kind of sharing and preaching about a theory. It's something no. that you've actually benefited from. You, you read it, you put it into practice, it worked for you. And that is what gave you the inspiration to yes. share it. And I was one of those people that you helped. Yes, you were. <laughs> like, you know, what, about three years ago? Yes, was that, yes. Yeah, yes. so um, we were both working uh, with young people. And um, <clears throat> at that point, you were just starting to kind of transition, weren't you, from yeah. um, applying the skills with the young people, but also with adults and in business and yeah. really kind of um, broadening your reach. Um, and... Was it before lockdown or was it? It was after lockdown. Yeah, I think it was after we both left um, the school. The school. Mm -hmm. um, we both kind of went off and did our own thing, didn't yeah. we? And then we kind of reconnected, and then we were coaching. And it was during the pandemic because we were coaching remotely. Um, yeah, because we yeah. couldn't meet up. Of course, yeah. Um, so we were working remotely, mm -hmm. and I think 
working with you was definitely um, a learning curve for me mm-hmm. as well with all the ADHD and yeah. everything else. So it kind of taught me a different way yeah. of delivering what I wanted to deliver. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was just such a good yeah. time because you were taking it all on board um, and then you would come back and then it would be like, well, I haven't done this and I haven't done that. And mm-hmm. it's like, okay, so we'll find another way. Yeah. Because there is always another way, isn't there? Definitely. And I mean... I can for a start vouch that these tactics, they work, you know. I mean, sat here doing this podcast kind of thing, a lot of where I ended up and how I developed a different human design, the platform, the idea for that came after the coaching. Um, So yeah, a lot of it was the tools that you taught me along the way, but, um, and it's great because it worked for me because it was very visual. Um, You use a lot of stories and you gave me a lot of context and that really worked for my ADHD kind of brain and that kind of style. so in terms of how you had to adapt to that ADHD, because for me, it was like, oh, my God, this is the perfect coach for, mm. for somebody that is a little bit um, alternative. Um, but how did you have to adapt then to meet my kind of needs? Like, obviously, you mentioned that I wasn't doing the homework. <laughs> <laughs> or I kind of was adapting how I was doing the homework. I'd come I think back and- um, with you, you were quite receptive as well, though, weren't you? Because yeah. it was like, well, I haven't done this. And it's like, OK, no mm. problem. Let's just do this then instead. And I think with I was a bit more patient with you. With yeah. some people, they like the whole, right, you haven't done this. Why haven't you done it? And then they'll give me an excuse. And it's like, oh, I haven't done this because. And it's like, because is an excuse. So yeah, stop yeah. giving me because this or because that. But with you, I was a little bit more patient. Mm-hmm. Um, and I wasn't so hard on you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really <laughs> appreciative of that because I would crumble. <laughs> yeah. But there was sometimes, if you remember, when I would just be like, like, stop it now. Yeah, Enough. definitely. Like, Pack it in. Yeah, that sort of kind of, I think it's, I knew where I stood with you. And I think that's definitely, you adapt to the needs of your client. And you you can tell if they're making excuses, but you can also tell when they're not and that it's genuine. Um, And I think, is that something that's really important and that people have got to be receptive? They've got to have an open mind that they believe it's going to work. Yeah, absolutely. So when I do start working with somebody or somebody inquires to coach with me, work with me, the first thing that we do is a discovery call. So that's like about 40 minutes um, discovery call because I need to know whether I can work with that person and yeah. they can work with me. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to be everybody's cup of tea, but I'll be somebody's piece of cake. Yeah, so it's got to be like, you know, a two-way thing. Mm-hmm. There's no point in me working with somebody and then paying me unnecessarily and mm-hmm. then they don't see the changes six months down the line. Yeah. And it's like I said to you, you're going to need a telescope to see how far you've come. <laughs> yeah, And definitely. um it's just having that discovery call. Sometimes people go away and then have a little think about it and see whether it is something that they want to do. Yeah. Um, and then it might be two months or three months down the line that they then sign up, mm-hmm. which is great. But I think it's important that people have that time to really think about whether it is for, for them, them or not. Because this is the thing, it's not, um, although we're talking about mindset, we're talking about manifestation, we'll go a little bit more into the kind mm. of all of the tools that we're talking about under that umbrella. But it's not just magic. Either. It's not It's not easy. It's not something that you can just say, oh, I'm going st- to start thinking positively and I'm going to see the results. No. It's actually quite... Um, what's the word I'm looking for? But it's like an art. There's a lot of pieces <clears throat> yeah. to it. Um, and it takes time yes. and, and consistent effort kind of yes. thing. And it's about being consistent. It's about doing it over and over mm-hmm. and over again. And if it doesn't work 
then you're doing something wrong. You've just got to find another way. And that's what I'm there for. That's Mm -hmm. what I help with. So if it doesn't work this way, okay, let's try another way. What are the blocks? What is holding you back? Mm -hmm. So if it is like time restraints or something like that, um, like for example, if I say, okay, I want you to write out your gratitudes at the end of the day. Mm -hmm. And I say to you, write out 10 things that you're grateful for every single day, but you don't have the time to write those out. I'll give you an alternative way of doing that. So you're still getting the you know like you're still doing the action but yeah. i'm giving you another way of doing it that is going to be in your time frame mm-hmm. working around your lifestyle so i give you tools that help you to implement all of these things yeah. that fit into your lifestyle and again i mean i am the converted you know when we first started working together i was i wouldn't say um like I, I was unsure about the results or anything like that because I was really open to it. I was like, yeah. oh, you know, almost on my knees, like, please, somebody help me. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, that's me. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> and but I really thought I was a positive person, and that was, you know, you had to kind of unpick that for me yeah. and help me understand where I was going wrong, where the blockages were, because those that know me know I'm generally quite happy you know like I take I'm quite resilient I bounce back so um what what I'm trying to say is for those people that perhaps already are positive thinkers and are thinking this isn't oh this isn't for me because I already do it yeah or um especially for those that think you know how can this work for me Mm. then it's it's definitely worth a try I think it's also that it helps because my degree is in psychology, as you know. Yeah. So I bring a little bit of the psychology in. I yeah. bring a little bit of the holistic. Mm-hmm. I bring in a little bit of the feng shui that I've um, yeah. also like also teach teach that. So it's a bringing in all of these different elements to then like imagine like it's all the different ingredients yeah. for a cake. Yeah. And then you've now <laughs> got the cake. Yeah. Definitely. So it's like I, you can't say to somebody, "Oh, I've got sugar and flour and butter and this and that." Mm. You want to add all of these things in and you want the cake. Yeah. That's what you want. Yeah. You've still got to kind of go through that yeah. process. So let's. why is it important to have a, um, a strong mindset and what does that mean and what kind of can you do to, you know, check on your own mindset, kind of work out where you're at and what can you do to improve it? So the biggest thing that I would say um, for me, and I say, and I preach this all the time, meditation. That's like the biggest thing. Mm -hmm. And meditation, imagine it's like you've got a rucksack and you're going to school. And this is how I used to teach the children that I used to work with as well. And I used to take them down to the stream and I would get them to meditate as well. Mm -hmm. And the biggest thing is imagine you've got this rucksack and on Monday you're going to school and you've got maths and English and you've put those books in there. You've put your snacks in there. And then at break time you have your snacks and then you put your rubbish back in your bag. Tuesday you've got PE and French. So you're going to put your PE kit in there and you're going to put your French book in there. And then you're going to go back to school and your snacks in there and so your rubbish from yesterday and your books from yesterday are still in there on friday all you're doing is adding in this rubbish and the rubbish is a metaphor for like the gossip and the crap that's around you that you don't need and then the other things the books are the things that you do need but you only needed it on that day Mm -hmm. so on friday you've got this rucksack that you're carrying on your shoulders and it's so heavy so that's your mind that rucksack is your mind and what you want to do is daily Take those books out because Mm -hmm. you don't need them the next day. So you want to leave that there. So take the rubbish out, take the books out. You don't need them because then on Friday, you're not going to be so heavy and achy because Mm. it's too much for anybody to deal with. And if we get into a place where we're practicing this 
daily Mm -hmm. and even if it's five minutes and it does take time it is a skill because it's not something you can just sit there and be like oh I'm going to clear my mind and that's it it doesn't work like that you've got to keep practicing clear the mind get everything clear within yourself and then you're able to you've then created space for the things that you want to bring into your life and that's what it's about and I mean for meditation especially for the those uh, ADHD kind of restless brains amongst us can be it, the word can switch you off straight away because yes. you do, immediately you kind of see this image of somebody being very still and it's in it outwardly you know you just think oh god boring I've not got time for yeah. that, you know <laughs> but to begin that journey you could you could go for a walk on you and yes. kind of practice clearing your mind yes. whilst you're walking just as a way of um and I've heard of chocolate meditation as well yeah. where you put a piece of chocolate in your mouth and you just keep it there and you just all you're doing is focusing on the piece of chocolate until it's melted, yeah. you can't move kind of thing. So there's yeah. different ways around it that can yeah. keep it interesting, even Coloring if it's just why you well. develop those yeah. skills. Colouring is a big thing as well because what you're doing is focusing on the colours. You're focusing mm-hmm. on keeping in the lines. Yeah. So it's about having that, you know, like that laser um thought of that one thing and the biggest thing is also about the breathing so you want to be breathing right so um what i used to do with the students was like right close your eyes imagine you've got this big tree and then the breathe in and the monkey is climbing up the tree yeah so as you're breathing in the monkey's climbing up the tree and then as you breathe out the monkey is now climbing down the tree and you want to do that so now what you're doing is now you're just focusing on the monkey climbing up and down the tree but you're focusing on your breathing Mm -hmm. and your belly needs to inflate deflate and that's when you know that you're doing it properly and again breathing some uh, as soon as you started talking about breathing i was like i've actually been holding my breath because i'm concentrating and i think another thing in in the neurodivergent community is that breathing is something we forget to do and then we go kind of a quicker to maybe respond badly or whatever because we've not got those oxygen levels um and a trick i read about recently actually was um holding a piece of paper so if a if a a young person in particular is angry and you're trying to redirect that energy yeah um you can say to them right i want you to try and blow this piece of paper out of my hand and hold the paper so far away Mm. and make it into a game that they're you know really yeah yeah at this um, piece of paper so it's like encouraging them to mm. take these big deep breaths without them realising it does calm you down yeah yeah, definitely it's, it's again one of those things that when oh just take a few deep breaths it yeah. kind of immediately switches you off but there's a lot behind it yeah and then the thing is people think oh well I breathe every day <laughs> yeah and it's Do like you think about but it but you don't <laughs> yeah. really you're breathing just to survive yeah. you're not breathing to live mm-hmm. and that's where the difference is like we don't want to just exist why go through life just existing and yeah. just surviving when you could be thriving so if you do that and then you're then clearing the space and Mm -hmm. you're making space for new better things to come into your life new opportunities new people and you know you just start seeing things falling into place because now your mind is clear yeah and then you just start removing the clutter Mm -hmm. it's like say if you're decluttering your home or you're having a big spring clean don't you just feel so much better afterwards yeah Yeah, definitely amazing i mean it, it it makes me think of um, Prem Rawat is a big speaker on a piece and he does a, a peace education program. And one of his videos, he's saying about how simple your breath is and you're just listening to his voice and he's just saying about breathing and it kind of brings the magic back into yes. it. You know, that the fact that your body is doing this to keep you alive without any thought. Yeah. But then when you start to think about it, it's actually really... It's relaxing though, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. It's really zen. Yeah, yeah zen, <laughs> that's the word. Um, so meditation is a big 
one to kind of good starting place yes. to declutter to the mind um, and open up space for those opportunities. What else then would be um, a tactic for building a more positive mindset? Gratitudes. So the this is one thing that I have been doing since, what, 2008? Yeah. Um, and it's just literally get a notebook, and every day at the end of the day, write out everything that you're grateful for, mm -hmm. for that day. So it could be things that, you know, I'm just grateful that I've had good weather today. So yeah. I've been able to go for a walk. I'm grateful that my car was working. And there's some people that will go through life thinking, well, there's nothing. I'm not grateful for anything. But yeah. when you really sit down and think about it, you are. There are things that yeah. you're grateful for. And when we did the last workshop, if you remember, I said... Um, to the, to the ladies that, you know, even if it means that you carry a little crystal with you and mm -hmm. this was the alternative way of doing it, if you yeah. can't write it down, hold the crystal. This is now your gratitude stone. Mm -hmm. So hold the crystal and just think about the things that you're grateful for. Yeah. And one of the ladies um, said that she was doing it while she was walking the dog. Yeah, I was just thinking and, of um, that. And yeah. she, she felt the change and yeah, the shift the within herself, didn't mm -hmm. she? And it's so lovely to hear that, that... When you start practicing these things, and they're such mm -hmm. simple things, yeah. that you will now start feeling that shift again, then you're a bit more open to new opportunities yeah. and new things to come your way. And a good challenge for the gratitude that, again, I came across, stumbled across, was um, the 60 seconds gratitude. So, again, if you're a bit more like me where it needs to be excited, it needs to be mm. challenging to interest you into doing it. You set a timer just for 60 seconds and you challenge yourself to think of as many things that you're grateful for and, and you do end up stumbling and the first few times yeah. you try it and you, you think, gosh, there should be loads of stuff that yeah. I'm grateful for, really. And then this, you get better and better at it and yeah. the, the quicker you're kind of doing it, the more natural it then becomes mm. that if you're feeling a little bit glum about something during the day, you just naturally start to fall back on the, but I'm grateful for this, yeah. this and this. And it, it just kind of fires you back up a little yeah. bit. I mean, I turned this into a game with this with the students yeah. and um, I would get them into, when I was doing like the group um, wellbeing sessions with them, I would get them in a little group. So there'd be like four of them and I would get them the ball. Mm -hmm. They would throw the ball to each other yeah. and whoever has the ball has to say something that they're grateful for. Yeah. And then they would throw it to the next person mm -hmm. and then they say something that they're grateful yeah. for. And it was a lot of fun because some of them were saying, I'm grateful for you. Yeah, and some of them, I mean, you knew what the kids were yeah. like. They would say some really <laughs> random things, but it was a lot of fun. Yeah, like, and yeah. sometimes I'd be like, you know, I've never been grateful for that. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> and the laughter is what it's all yes. about as well, isn't it? I mean, that's something you can do around the dinner table or yeah. with the family or just before bedtime. You know, there's so many times you can bring when you're driving somewhere to the shop, you yeah. can kind of fire it at young yeah. people as well. Like, tell me five things you're grateful for yeah. now, you know. Yeah. Um, so meditation, gratitude. Yes. Um, I'm sure there was something that I wanted to say about gratitude that was like swimming around in my head. But it <laughs> I'm sure it'll yeah. come yeah, back Yeah, later. I'm going to say, I trust, I trust in the process. Um, anything else? Um, I think like setting goals yeah. as well. Um, and which is one of the first sessions that I do in my coaching program. Yeah. So setting goals, being clear so that the universe knows what it is that you want. Mm -hmm. Because imagine you imagine like the universe is like, um, I don't know if when you were a kid, like you'd get the Argos catalogue and then you'd be <laughs> yeah. like, oh, I want this and I want this. And you'd sit there and circle everything. So imagine the universe is that catalogue. Yeah. And you can have absolutely anything that you want. And when we start thinking about our goals, the first thing that a lot of us do is put 
that block in front of us. So we start thinking about the fear mm -hmm. and we start thinking about the doubts of how is this going to yeah, happen? But right. we don't need to worry about the how right now. Just think about the fact that you want this, yeah. right? The how will fall into place. It's like when somebody wants to buy a house and they've never bought, bought a house before. So the first thing that they're going to do is they're going to go and view the house. Mm -hmm. And they don't know every single process along the way of how they're going to get the keys in their hands. Yeah, The process of how it's going to happen falls into place mm -hmm. when you go and view the house and then you make your offer and then you go and get your solicitor and the solicitor tells you what to do next and then the next person tells you what to do next and then you fill out the forms so the how is happening along the way yeah you didn't need to know right from the start mm -hmm. the how is the process so right now all you want to do is set the goal of i want to buy a house yeah right everything else will fall into place as it's supposed to the right people come into your life mm -hmm. the right things come into your life, the opportunities come into your life, just as it's supposed to. However, you need to be specific because imagine you say to the universe, I want a black dress. So you go to the shops and you go and look for a black dress yeah. and then you find 20 black dresses, right? Because the universe is like, okay, you want a black dress. Yeah, here you go, are. here's 20 black dresses. <laughs> and then you're going and trying it on and one's too short and one's too long and one doesn't fit right and one makes you look a bit chunky and the other one makes you look too skinny and whatever it is. So you want to be specific. I want a black dress with long sleeves that's knee length. I want a black dress that looks like this. Now the universe is going to narrow it mm -hmm. down and provide you with five black dresses yeah. and then you go and try those on and then just pick the one that you want so you've got to be specific so if you say to the universe i want this mm -hmm. then you're going to have so many options coming your way and it just clutters your mind so when you do set a goal and you write it down i would always say write it out i am happy and grateful now that yeah because now you've already got that feeling of already having it mm -hmm. so then you're coming from a place of abundance as a as opposed to a place for, of lack yeah so then this thing, the black dress, will start coming to you quicker mm -hmm. because you've been specific that how like what it is that you want. And yeah, I mean, it makes a lot of sense. And like I say, I've I've done this coaching program, I've done the workshop myself, and you know, people that kind of want that that talk to me and doubt those, you know, they they see me as like a hippie or whatever. <laughs> like I don't I don't mind, but um, you know. It's like you can doubt it if you want, but here's the proof. Yes. You know, you've seen the results. I've seen the results. And it sounds simple, but it's it's when everything's working together. Yeah. Um, so is it possible then to manifest a Rolls Royce? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> it is. It is. The thing is, what you've got to remember is everything that you want is already out there. Somebody else already has it. Yeah. So why can't you have it? Mm -hmm. And if you remember, you sent me um, you sent me a message once and you said I wanted a pink Porsche. Yeah, yeah. And I then, still got it in my mind. Yeah, the first thing I did was I kind point. of photoshopped you <laughs> sitting on this pink <laughs> Porsche <laughs> sent you this picture. I'll send you the picture what we'll get. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I'm not great at editing or any sort of media whatsoever. I'm not no, very techy. <laughs> I was like, the minute like Lindsay had said it to me at the end of it was at the end of one of our yeah, coaching sessions and I said yeah. oh okay so you want a pink Porsche so I sent you this picture of this pink Porsche <laughs> and it's Lindsay sitting on the top of it in a I don't know what it was like shorts or something yeah, like that yeah, yeah, and um, sent it and I said start visualizing yourself 
being that yeah, person yeah. and it's like vision boards are so like powerful yeah they are and it's been proven people use fish i've used vision boards mm-hmm. my kids use vision boards as well and they are so powerful there's so much like research done behind yeah. them and they work and that's it and i don't care about anything else i just know they work so, yeah yeah um when i sent you that and then the following day if you remember you sent me a message you're like all i'm seeing is these portions <laughs> i was everywhere. just thinking that yeah literally everywhere <laughs> It was yeah. like this pink Porsche. I just kept seeing it. And for me, that was about um, the universe almost kind of like communicating with me, like having a bit of a giggle. And yeah. I think that's the thing that I enjoy most about working with you is that it's it's fun. It's, yeah. um, you know, it's energetic. It's like creative kind of thing. There's not one uh, strict path as no. such of how to actually do these things. You can kind of really... Um, put your mark on it type of thing with how you actually how you actually go about all of these things and it should be fun like why do we want to go through life thinking that this is a chore because when you make it a chore that's when it becomes boring and then you're inconsistent and then things don't fall into place Mm -hmm. and then you think oh this is a load of crap it doesn't work and it's like (laughs) no it's you (laughs) yeah and and you thought it's a load of rubbish so it's not gonna work um i mean the the other thing that we kind of wanted to talk about as well as part of the podcast is that um, and, and again, this is what makes the coaching so successful in my mind is that you have got this backstory and that um, a few years ago, or probably many years ago, my time scale is just rubbish in my mind. <laughs> it's either now or not now. Um, you were diagnosed with fibromyalgia. Yes. And at that point, you were in a lot of pain. Yes. Were you, did you go into the office in a wheelchair at that point? Yeah. So How many years ago well, was it? Sorry. In um, 2015, yeah. in December, um, I was at one of my lowest points mm-hmm. um, because I was in so much pain and I was going through like NHS to try and find out how, what was wrong with me. Yeah. They didn't know what was wrong with me. I ended up going private and it took years to finally yeah. diagnose me. Um, and then I was on crutches for a very long time. I um, They put me on um, some medication which didn't work for me. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just kind of came off it myself. Um, and then the consultant said to me at the hospital, um, so do you live in a house that's got an upstairs and downstairs? And I said, yeah. So he goes, well, you know, it's a progressive illness. Like, you're going to get worse. It's not going to get any better. So, mm-hmm. and I was stood there in, like, with my crutches and I was like, no, 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 no. Nah, <laughs> I'm not about that life. <laughs> We're Hold not up. doing this. <laughs> so I just said, no, the next time you see me, I'll be dancing in your office. So this was in the December 2015. Yeah. And then... That was it. I came off the meds. I came off everything. And then I started doing my own research and just found that there was so many different things that I needed to do in my own life. Mm -hmm. So it was things like deodorant without aluminium. So I started making all of these little changes Mm -hmm. in my life to make sure that I was eating better. And I was like doing the things that I need to do. I don't use crutches anymore. Yeah. And it and I was like, I set myself a goal that in March that year, um, it was my friend's birthday. She was having um, a big party and I said, right, I'm going to make sure that for her birthday in March, I'm going to be dancing on that dance floor without crutches. Okay, granted, I danced for 15 minutes, but I did it. You did it. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah. that, that's the goal. So I did it and that was the big thing for me. And for those that don't um, know, fi- fibromyalgia is um, an invisible 
Yeah, um, illness. It's, it's a disability. Yeah, now. it causes chronic pain in the, yes. in the muscles, the joints. Yeah, it? so there's like various points, so like elbows and knees and yeah. back and stuff like that. Then um, you also have like fibrofog, so where you forget things. Yeah. So what I was doing was just finding ways to manage what I've got, stop using it as an excuse. Um, there was people that were telling me to go to support groups, and I was like, I don't want to sit around mm-hmm. in a group. Talking about an illness, yeah. and just everyone just—it was a pity party, Almost and I didn't want to do that. Yeah, more. and I was like, I'm not having this pity party. Nobody's coming <laughs> to it. We're going to cancel this. Like, this is done. Like, let's just move on from this. Yeah. So we cancelled the pity party, and off we went, and we did something about it. Yeah, and I mean, yeah. So I remember you saying at the school one of the ways that you were managing it was thinking about um, if you'd got a big day and you knew you were going to be doing a lot of walking to try and do the energetic stuff in the mornings yeah. to rest up, um, you know, to start putting tactics in place that supported you. Yes. Yeah. Um, and I think it's about um, listening to your body as well. Yeah. So the days that you feel right, okay, I've got, today is a big day for me because I've yeah. had a client this morning. <laughs> We've got this session today. I've got a meeting later on in yeah. London. Yeah. So today is a busy day. So I know that I'm going to be written off by the end of today. However, yeah. it's okay because I'll stop and have a little bit of lunch and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. So it's about managing it. And some days are going to be like that yeah. where you have a lot on, but then the following day or the day before, mm-hmm. you've just got to make sure that you get some rest in. Prepare, plan yeah. kind of thing, think ahead yeah. a little bit. Um, and I mean, for those that don't know, the ADHD and fibromyalgia crossover and connection um the research like a lot of it is quite preliminary but it it's looking like there's a huge crossover there uh so i think they were saying it's something like 50 to 80 percent of those with fibro when they were um also tested for adhd and it was like um vice versa now we have always had those similarities yeah. you know as you can see Serge has a lot of energy you know yeah. i'm sure like and and you you're always on the go and things yes. like that um and it's something within our community chronic pain joint pain it's something i already suffer with my yes. knees my elbows throb some nights yes and i've noticed if i've done a big day walking that you know that it started to ache now i'm like i'm getting old but (laughs) i also understand my adhd diagnosis as a fuller picture so it's very worthwhile being aware i'm already kind of ahead of myself thinking it might be something that develops within me and if it's not arthritis is another thing that's like quite um highly linked and even if it's never diagnosed chronic pain in itself is something that's really well known with ADHD yeah so it is like you say up in your water being aware of what you feed in your body changing to natural deodorants you know all of those things can kind of help preventions better yeah. than cure as it were because there is and it's no cure, mindset it? sorry it's yeah, mindset no, yeah. as well it's also like you know if you sit around and think okay oh i've got adhd yeah. and this is wrong with me and i can't do this and i can't do and that I can't, or, I can't, I yeah can't. that rubbish of yeah. i can't then what you're going to manifest is you can't yeah yeah and that's that's Definitely. all you're going to keep manifesting in life if i sat around feeling sorry for myself and thinking oh i can't do this mm. because i've got fibromyalgia or i can't go here because I've, and i know people that have also got fibromyalgia yeah. and kind of hold back from doing certain things. I don't let my illness hold mm-hmm. me back from anything whatsoever. I should probably raise more awareness about it, yeah. um, but I don't want to be raising awareness in a way that I want people to feel sorry for me. I don't yeah. need anybody to yeah. feel sorry for me. I've got this, yeah. yeah. And I want people to see that, listen, if I can do it, and I've had my struggles, you know my story, yeah. I think that if I can do it, then other people can do it. Like, 
we don't need to make excuses. Let's yeah. work with what we've Definitely. got and just find a way of managing mm-hmm. whatever Ill- illness or symptoms or whatever disabilities people have. You've got people that are doing the Olympics, the Paralympics, yeah. without limbs, you know? Yeah, so that yeah. there's no excuse, yeah. is there? Yeah, and like, then it comes down to, like you say, your mindset, setting those goals, kind of believing in yourself yes. and making all of those steps. And um, controversially, a lot of, what I've been reading is some people saying like, you know, depression doesn't exist because depression's in your mind. If you believe you're depressed, then you are depressed. Whereas if you won't, don't believe you're depressed, then you're not. Now, obviously we know it's not as simple as that because there's, yeah. you know, chemical imbalances and all sorts of things, trauma that can um, inform that. But what you're saying in terms of um, not allowing a diagnosis or um, a difficulty or a disability or whatever it is to consume your mind yes. is what it's all about is, changing that perspective that yeah. I'm, I might struggle because of this, but I can do this to overcome yeah. it and I can do this to get around it. And I think with depression as well, um, it's one of those things that it is a struggle. Yeah. And for those people that are going through depression, I have been through depression. Yeah, I went through it with um, just after I had mm-hmm. my second child. And it's one of those things. It's like you go into this dark hole and then, you can't get out of this dark yeah. hole and then you don't even know where to go for help. You don't help. really know you're ill either. You, you, yeah, you, you can't even admit it. Yeah, yeah. You, you think you're actually poorly or, or lying what's in wrong? Bed. Yeah, it's and, very strange. Um, and when, when you've come out of it or you've found a way out of it yeah. or whatever it is, People will then say to you, oh, well, why didn't you call me? I, I didn't don't know. know. Yeah. I didn't know yeah. I could do that. I didn't yeah. know I was supposed to do that. I didn't know it was didn't an option. Any, yeah, yeah, it's not till you kind of reflect on yes. it that you think, wow, you know. And it is point. a struggle and it's just, but it's like with people with, people with depression, and I think the biggest thing is, it's about just taking that one hour at a time yeah. or half a day at yeah. a time. And if it means that you've got through half a day, then you're good. Yeah. If you've got through that one hour, mm-hmm. you're good. Like hats off and yeah. give yourself a round of applause because you did that one those hour. Those celebrations yeah. and celebrating those wins. It's about those little steps. Yeah, and it's like the pearl on the string type thing where it doesn't matter the size of the achievement. If the achievement yes. was moving from your bed to your couch and having a round of toast that day, yeah. that is as huge as if your achievement is... You know, completing an interview on camera kind of thing and it's like those achievements are all achievements regardless and we don't need to compare ourselves to somebody else like we don't need to say oh well she's doing x y and z and achieving big things and all i've done is got out of bed had a shower brushed Mm. my teeth just about and had a bit of toast but that's an achievement for you yeah you know like little things even within yourself one day you might achieve something fantastic and the next day you beat yourself up because you can't achieve the basics and i think that's something with mental health and you know with adhd and mental illnesses and and all of it you can beat yourself up because one day can be a good day and everything's like today I'm wobbling all over the place my balance <laughs> oh and it's so frustrating because like, I'll kind of come in through the door and then I'm like oh sorry like I was looking at me like are you drunk I've not been drinking not yet yeah no I mean I'm not drunk since uh, December so it's you've like, done really well I'm, with that haven't you I know I'm loving life but um but yeah so uh, and certainly kind of coming away from the alcohol has allowed me to realise it is just my balance that's that's the problem, (laughs) not the wine. Um. (laughs) But if you remember when we were coaching as well, we were talking about like the alcohol-free wine as well. Yeah, well, I mean, back then it was, I, I really enjoyed 
having a drink on my own, my own space, my own time. But I was worried, wasn't I, that yeah. I was doing damage to my health by yes. having those kind of habits. And we were looking at ways of, yeah. and then it's like, I just decided I'm just going to do it as a challenge, step out of my comfort zone. I'm going to challenge myself yeah. to see if it works. <laughs> and it did. Yes, it, it did. It did. Um, so I'm not, how, how are we looking for time? Eating fine. You've got another uh, 20, 30 minutes. Oh, perfect. So um, I was just going to kind of reflect a little bit on okay. on the, on our journey yeah. together and what you kind of helped me get through. So as I mentioned before, I am a positive person type thing, but you definitely helped me kind of stop. I don't want to swear on camera, but stop <laughs> kind of like playing um, with drama and to yes. kind of... <laughs> Um, I but, can bleep out. <laughs> yeah, because the story is so good. <laughs> well, basically, Sedge told me to stop clapping in my own. <laughs> um, so, <laughs> no, the so way I stop doing that now, and I feel great. I think it was um, when we were working together. It was a lot of like. Lindsay would come to me and say, oh, this has happened and this has happened mm -hmm. and I'm surrounded by all of this drama and people I don't know what... People needed me, didn't it? Yeah. It wasn't like drama is in kind of like petty things. It was people no, genuinely people did coming to me for my help and yeah. for my support. And sometimes I'd be so overwhelmed with it that like, yeah. I don't even know what I'm doing and yet I've got all these expectations to help yeah. people. And I said it's okay to stand on the sidelines sometimes yeah, and, and support cheer. from the side as opposed to going right in there and getting involved and consuming your energy you've yeah. got to imagine yourself like a teacup yeah and then you've got the saucer and then you've got to fill your teacup up yeah. and it's got to be overflowing for you to then serve from your saucer if you keep if, if you keep serving other people from your teacup mm -hmm. your cup's going to be empty at some point yeah. you've got to let it overflow serve from your saucer and there, there is a lot about kind of toxic positivity, isn't there? Where, you know, you see these kind of posters or whatever that say, oh, just smile or just think positively. I or, can't. <laughs> yeah, and sometimes it's not as simple no. as that, but that's when the self-care thing comes in. So you're still being proactive. You still feel like you've got a level of control over your life where it's like, okay, today you're filling the cup. You've not got enough to give to other people, yeah. but you can do something that's going to help replenish your yeah. energy levels. And, and it's okay to say no sometimes. Yeah. It's okay to... And you've got to remember, you've got to set boundaries as well. Yeah. Because if you don't set boundaries that, you know, people just keep taking because people respect boundaries as well. Yeah. So if you don't set them, then people just keep taking. And it's not intentional. It's just the fact that they don't know where they stand. So then yeah. they'll just keep taking. Well, if you keep giving, then how yeah. can they know that you're yeah. even So you've got to set thinking. them and... And it's not, I mean, when I started coaching um, the first few clients, I was working, you know, Sundays and late evenings yeah. and stuff. So I was working around their needs and, mm -hmm. you know, they'd want to coach at nine o'clock in the evening. And I would I would do that yeah, yeah. until I started realizing that, you know what, I'm not looking after me. Yeah. So I've got to look after me first. Yeah. So then I cut that down and I still do coach in the evenings. However, it's not so late in the evenings. Mm -hmm. I'll still coach on the weekends. I'll still do my workshops at the weekends. Yeah. But I have times and yeah. I work within those times yeah. and I won't do anything. When it's family time, it's family time mm -hmm. and people respect that. And I think the thing of saying no, because recently, I can't remember what it was. It was just something really, really small and simple. Someone asked me, do you want to do this? And I was like, oh, no, I can't. And apologising for it type of thing. And this person's like, I only asked, it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> and, and then it was like, and I'm like, 
don't you get don't you feel guilty though when you say no and they were like no like if you don't, it's fine <laughs> and it really made me realize that when I say no to anything I'm like oh I feel so guilty you know they they really wanted me to do that and I've not done it and quite a lot of people obviously aren't having that battle kind of do you thing. feel that you have to justify when yeah, you say that's, no yeah so it's yeah. like I feel like if there's not not a good enough excuse kind of, like yeah. there's got to be a reason for no instead. you don't need to though and quite, you can say no without yeah, a reason and, but I suppose like a lot of people I'm lucky a lot of my friends and family would totally get it if I just said no <laughs> you know that it is not my today own, yeah it is my own thing and I wonder if it is that you feel like it's not a good enough excuse, as it were, to just want a bit of time by yourself. Yeah. Because for me, it's so, so important to have this kind of at least half an hour a day where it's like I decompress from the day Mm. and I just kind of let my brain do its whirring around and there's no one there. Yeah, but do you feel like that because... And sorry, I'm kind of like turning this and asking you the questions. (laughs) (laughs) But do you feel that you have to justify it because if you asked somebody to do something and they said no to you without a reason, you would actually want that reason from them? I don't know. Because do you expect a, a, a valid good explanation for them to say no or would you respect the fact that they just say no yeah i'd be totally fine with it especially because you know with being in this journey myself and the last few years i am very aware that other people might have needs i I cannot even possibly conceive so it's like i would never and that's the advice i'd give to my friends as well but like you don't need to justify it you know but when but yeah definitely when it comes to me we use the term people pleaser don't we Mm. but i think that's where um with the coaching, it was almost quite helpful for me to realise that it's just as... Because I've always got this list of things to do and this is really important, I've got to do this. So then adding me to that list mm. was a really big step kind of thing and that yeah. I am just as important as all these other jobs that need doing. Yeah, definitely. And and that's where like things like the meditation and the gratitude and yeah. even that is... And even journaling like for 20 minutes if yeah. you need to when you're really angry and you need to tell somebody something, yeah. like write that letter out mm. and burn it if you need to, yeah, but yeah. write it out so it's out of you and there on that paper. Yeah. But that's also like a form of self-care and, yeah. you know, a form of looking after yourself. And so self-expression, because yeah. um, recently I was like looking at the kind of connection between neurodivergency and music and sport and all these and then I was like realizing it's because there are all ways that to express ourselves. Yes. So these people are growing up with big emotions and big experiences and big feelings. So they're turning to, you know, these mm. outlets. And that's why you then find a lot of neurodivergency in the sports and in music. And you can can you meditate to music? Is that something? Yeah. 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 So there's um you can do things like um guided meditation and yeah. if you have a look on like various platforms like youtube for example there's loads of like different um guided meditation um i've i've recommended a few to you as well before i have done it i've started to kind of be more structured with my meditation and before i'd go for a walk i'd do it in the shower while i'm washing my hair places i'd zone out naturally now i'm trying to be a little bit more kind of um take it to the next stage i suppose yeah and even things like um what i used to do with the students was we'd sit by the stream and i would ask them 
to just listen yeah. to the birds, oh, listen to the sound yeah. of the water, because that's now you're not hearing the chatter of other people walking past. You're not hearing the chattering. It's like those monkeys in your head that are yeah. arguing and talking to you, and yeah. those inner voices now start disappearing. Yeah. And it's about listening to just the sound of the stream, mm-hmm. just the sound of the birds, and any other little sounds that you can hear around you, like. I know it's not music, but it's the sounds that are important. Yeah, I mean, there's times that I'll come in uh, where we're sitting now, I'll sit just there by the door, especially because I'll get like that overwhelmed where it's like a manicness in Mm. my head and I can't, the voices, and it's just like, oh my God, everyone just shut up. (laughs) Stop it. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So I'll just sit in in the doorway in the garden with my coffee and listen to the birds. And I'm not necessarily seeing that as meditation, but it's, it, oh, it makes me feel so much better just connecting. Yeah. It's just your zen time so though, simple. isn't it? Yeah, and it's just a couple of minutes, but it does does the world a good. Yeah. Um, so tell our viewers then um, how they can kind of secure your services because the workshop that Sage offers is absolutely fantastic. We ran it from uh, the comfort of my home. Um, was it eight of us in total? Yes. Yeah, so is there a limit? Is there a minimum? No, so we can do workshops um, at your home. Um, So you basically round up the people and, I mean, you can contact me and we can work the details out. Um, If you have a look on the website as well, it's www.riverconsultants.co.uk. We'll make sure Um, that's Yeah, and I'm on all the social media platforms as well. So you can connect with me through LinkedIn, Instagram, Facebook, whatever. Um, And if you just inquire, I can do workshops in your homes. I am just in the process of sorting out venues in Wolverhampton, Birmingham and London at the moment. So they're not the workshops in people's homes, they're workshops at a venue. So they're for a lot more people, um, but I'm just trying to get those venues and stuff secured at the moment. So they will be launched on the the platform. The home workshops though, they're they're brilliant because it's like what better gift can you give your group of friends than to get together and do this kind of workshop from home Um, and you get a goodie bag that everybody agreed was like one of the most quality goodie bags that they'd had. They were like, never mind was the workshop so... um, so powerful but the the goodie bag itself I think everyone was like yes I've been happy with the goodie bag (laughs) the goodie bags were um, and the workbook as well yeah goodie bags with all like a few holistic things in there yeah to get you started um you get a workbook you get you know an afternoon or a morning with me yeah, and, and the, everything you learn yeah. the stories that you know there's so much that we've not covered um yeah. and there's some really kind of personal like stories and details that you know really kind of shock and make you laugh but also just make you realize that this is this is possible yes um since we had our workshop at the start of the year we've had so many positive kind of feedbacks from yes. the girls that were there that have that have started to implement just the smallest of changes that have just made them feel so much more positive and in control of their yes. lives and probably the happiest anybody has felt since since lockdown and pre-lockdown so it's it's really really nice and it's a nice way of just rounding up like like-minded people yeah. um and we make it a lot of fun yeah it and, was great um, it's it's not you're not sitting in a room and like it's not like being at yeah. school it's a lot of fun there's a lot of jokes there's a yeah. lot of stories um it's just fun isn't it and it, it was for four hours yes it flew hour by and yeah um, both me and another one of the ladies that, that came along, both quite um, hyperactive ADHD, and we were both a little bit like, four hours? How are we going to manage four hours? But it kind of whizzed by. And yeah. also, you're so open to kind of like 
if we'd needed a few brain breaks yeah. and, and stuff yeah. like that. But once we got going, we didn't even notice that. We had a couple time. of comfort breaks. Yeah, I think um, we did. Yeah, yeah we did, and then um, and in between that, I think one of the girls was apologising. I'm so sorry, I'm so fidgety. And I was like, it's cool, yeah, it's don't fine. worry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think she did even have like a wine by the end of this. <laughs> and that is like, it's, you know, it, not that you can get drunk and do this course, no. but it's like if you wanted to have a Prosecco and make it like an afternoon tea yeah. vibes, then it's totally... Because it's so self-care, it's like, yes, you know, it's a really it luxurious a feel to the course. Yeah. And then, obviously, I offer the coaching as well. Mm-hmm. So it's one-to-one coaching. I do 12 sessions, um, either remotely or face-to-face. And um, it's literally 12 structured sessions, learning about mindset, about paradigm shift, how you can implement these things. And this is the programme that yeah, you've been on. Just like, I'm just nodding, like, <laughs> yeah. do it. <laughs> <laughs> Look yes, at me, yes. do it. <laughs> yeah, it's um and I'm in the process of working on another one which is um paradigm programming. So Lovely. this is going to be a new workshop that I will be launching. It's still in its early days at the moment, but this is going to be the big one. We'll um, feature it. We'll, yeah, we'll, and I'm really we'll take excited. The workshop. We'll we'll film a little bit of it and we'll yeah, feature it. Yeah, I'm really excited um to launch that one because this really is like so say if people are saying oh well I can't do this because money doesn't grow on trees and you know Mm -hmm. I can't afford this it's like about changing those paradigms that you keep telling yourself and now making it something subconscious rules that you're not questioning absolutely and like I said I bring the psychology into it I bring the holistic approach into it Mm. all of that stuff and you will be able to turn your life around I won't say 360 because that's going back to where you were it's a 180 so you're going to go a whole 180 and turn your life around and you'll just look back and just be like oh wow I should have done this a long time ago yeah and I mean lots of people say you know invest in yourself but that is well and truly what this platform is all about. It's about that self-empowerment and giving you those tools to be able to invest in yourself and um, create the life of your dreams, which is what yes, it's all about. Absolutely. Becoming the best version of yourself. And we're saying that um, you can manifest absolutely anything that you want. You, yes. This pink Porsche is, you know, it's almost like in the it's back there. of my mind it's manifesting. Coming. Yeah, I'm going to say, <laughs> like, by the time I hit my, my, my 40th narrative that we wrote, it'll... Yeah. Uh, that picture that you saw of me superimposed on the top will be real. <laughs> How exciting. You need to take me for a spin then. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Definitely. Well, thank you so much for... No, um, thank you for, for having me. No, without a doubt. I'm sure the viewers will have really enjoyed it and taken so much from it. And it's always a pleasure to be around you because you just remind me of all the kind of things that that um, that are important. So, yeah, fantastic. But thank you so much. I hope you've enjoyed it. I have. I hope you've enjoyed it too. Oh, oh, the question for the uh, the guest. Okay, so we have a question that we ask all of our guests. Yeah. Putting you on the spot. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> and that is, um, if you could give some a piece of advice to the younger you, if you could go back in time, what would you tell yourself? I would tell myself, believe in yourself. Everything is rigged in your favour. It's all going to work out. Um, there'll be crap days and there'll be good days and you can wipe those tears and you can do the ugly cry. It's okay. And, um, but crack on, pull your big pants up and just get on with it. Excellent. Thank you very much. Oh, we have a goodie bag as well. I haven't brought it with me. Um, but if you want to, I don't know if you want to say it or if you want to. So the goodie bag that I mentioned, I've, I've, um, 
I've still got one inside, I think. Yeah, so I... But yeah, we'll definitely we'll film it so that we can have it like swinging like at some point yeah. in these videos we're saying this. And um, yeah, to enter, we will put all the details on there, but it'll be like a like, share this post, yeah. one of the usual ones to enter, and you can win a goodie bag from Sedge. Yes. How fantastic. Yeah. Thank you very much. Brilliant. Yeah, thank you very much. You were so amazing. Thank you. Why is it like this? Instead of hate, it should be love, we invited You don't agree, then you're the problem, now we're fighting Open up your mind, stand up, become righteous Why? Why is it like this? Instead of hate, it should be love, we invited You don't agree, then you're the problem, now we're fighting Open up your mind, stand up, become righteous Right trick, right trick, right trick, right trick, right trick, right trick, right trick